We are back at it again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Average Jays podcast, where we remind you of the things you might have forgotten this past week. So, as always, I am Justin. I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. <laughs> I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. So, we're going to take you through a couple of things. We have a huge docket. You know, bear with us because a lot of stuff happened this past week that we want to talk about. And yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Go ahead, Jay. Well, first, I want to start by saying it is International Women's History Month. I hope I said that correctly. Yes. However you rephrase that sentence, it's still the same thing. I had no one specific to talk about, but I do want to address that uh, if anyone coming into this listening or listening to it secondhand later on, um, appreciate the women out there, your moms especially. Any anyone that uh, inspires you, I, I I remember someone asked me that today. They're like, in in lieu of the the celebration, who uh, inspires you? Like two of my colleagues said their mom, and I was like, I can't say someone else because then I have, it's like I don't like my mom. I do love my mom. It's just like I wanted to address other women, mm-hmm. but yes, my mom is someone who's very strong. She's like you know got up early every day to put me through school. And now I'm still here because of her. But other than my mom, people that inspire me to chase my passion, specifically women, uh, Tina Fey and Betty White, God rest her soul, um, because they uh, paved the way for many, many people, especially women. And there are other people out there, uh, one that I wholeheartedly love, and she will know it when I make it big, Viola Davis. For those who don't know, that my favorite movie of, I believe, 2022, Woman King. Go see it. It is on Netflix. Go see it. And I think I'll leave it there if you want to have if you have some words, Justin. No, I mean, I think you you knocked it out of the park. And you know what's funny? I definitely have like, it, you know, you, you specifically were talking about like women entertainers that you really look up to. For you, I, I always remember you always being the biggest fan of Tina Fey, like as a person, an individual like as a creative, you've always really admired her. Um, for me, honestly speaking, I don't know if I've ever really thought about it. Uh, I've always loved Amy Poehler, which is funny because they're oh, Amy they're great. like She's like close to her. yeah, they're the you know they're the bestest friends or whatever. And um, it's funny because I've I've always really liked her. Uh, but in terms of like actual, I guess inspiration, uh, creatively, I don't really know. That's something I have to. I have to mull over and I'm going to get back next week. That'll be my turn. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some of the females that I really look up to, um, in the creative fields. But I'll say you should mention your mom. Cause I said it too. Well, no, my mom definitely as a human being is a huge, yeah, you just got to shout her out. Is a huge inspiration <laughs> for me. She's been my rock for as long as I can remember, but yeah, she's the one that has always kind of been my compass, you know? So she's always steered me right. It's, she's always been there to be kind of my my guiding uh, my guiding light. So yeah, my mom is I mean, a huge yeah. inspiration for from, me. From the two or three times that I've met her, the longest time being your wedding. Yeah, um, I do I do see that. So, so yeah. So everyone, go go say hi to your mom or to a woman that inspires you. Let them know. For it is something. For it is International Women's Month. Moving on from that, we have a whiplash in content. So hang on tight. So 
apparently in Lincoln County, Tennessee, The Last of Us is happening for real Z's. So in Lincoln County, Tennessee, Lincoln County, Tennessee, a last of like situation is happening as strong heat resistant fungus spreads across trees, homes, cars, signs and decks. And apparently you can blame Jack Daniels for all of it. So the where science of it <laughs> the warehouses that <laughs> store the whiskey are are actually where this fungus kind of like uh what's it like feeds off of and mm. it's <laughs> you know it's it's for lack of better words it's pissing everyone off because this fungus is just like you you can't kill it like it just keeps coming up uh so it's just it's funny like this is a thing it's not the real last of us where like you know they're taking over making everyone zombies but the last of us both video game and uh tv show that's going on right now it is a a heat resistant type of uh fungus which allows it to kind of like attach in your nervous system and you know grow and there's spores and the infection spreads but that's the whole thing it was a heat resistant thing that traveled in flour so that when it cooked it couldn't actually get out so the the spores were actually in there and then they latched in but this is as close as we're getting right now. Let's hope it doesn't go further. But um, hopefully not. As reported by the New York Times, whiskey fungus has become a serious problem for the residents of Lincoln County who happily who happen to live nearby six different Jack Daniel barrel houses. The warehouses that store the store and age the whiskey that dot the rural county of 35,000 people bring a lot of money via taxes. So. Yeah, they're just they're upset. And apparently Jack Daniels, the company, actually is not sending out um or paying people to clean it up. They're just like, hey, this is a byproduct. This is happening. So they're admitting uh, Jack Daniels admitted the whiskey fungus can be annoying, but it claimed it posed no health threats to anyone or animals and that it could be easily removed via washing. So well, they didn't see that first episode of The Last of Us, though. And now pe- people are like urging Jack, uh, like people in the county are urging da- Jack Daniels to pay power wash companies to come in and remove all of the all the fungus from from the county, and they are not having it. So shaking my head. Yeah, pretty weird that like that's actually a thing that people have to deal with and contend with. Like, who who? Who really realizes like that? Like you got to deal with this like honestly, fungus like that. But, but you know what it is? I honestly think it's like whenever there's this new popular thing, now being the Last of Us, or there's always this new thing in the zeitgeist that uh, parallels our reality, or mm-hmm. our reality parallels that new thing. What was it? What was the last thing I can think of? Like when it comes to like UFOs, that like we saw like that thing in Japan, that big orb that landed on the beach. It was just a buoy. Yeah. But people are like, oh, it's the UFOs. And then, you know, we heard like it's just one of the things that just connects to like a lot of things. So this being the main thing, it's like, oh no, it's coming, it's coming. And it's like, no, nah, it's it's just this thing. But you said it before, it's uh Jack Daniel said there's nothing that's gonna be harmful. We never know. Things can happen. We're 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 burrowing into the ground every day. We still are trying to make a woolly mammoth come back to life. This is true. 
Yeah, that's still a thing. We talked about this in one of our previous episodes, guys. Like, we're still trying to make it a thing. Um, what's another thing? Uh, we still have the spillage in Ohio. Like, yep. things are gonna, something's gonna happen. I think let's hope. we always have this story that aliens are gonna come and invade us. I think they're just gonna come in here and God willing, just save us. Oh, like, that would be they're gonna the come best down case here scenario. And they're going to pick us out. They're going to be like, look at the two J's trying to solve the problem of <laughs> racism and economy, uh, economy uh, economical finances, whatever the word is, mm-hmm. and try to save us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that's what they do instead of destroy us because we wouldn't survive that. We're so divided as a, as a country and as a world. But I don't know where I was going with this. But um, hopefully when it comes to this fungus, it doesn't do anything harmful to us. Yeah, hopefully it's not something where, like, down the line, we find out that, We're like, like, oh, it was something yeah, that there was a problem. it's actually, like, a terrible thing that's <laughs> that's causing, like, crazy health problems. But, yes, yeah, so let's yeah. hope that mutant fungus does not mutate any further. So Yeah, because I play too many games to survive in the real life. Oh, yeah, there's no I way. I will survive. I'll find your way. I'll find my way to Florida. <laughs> Start cleaving through enemies. But anyway... So, so gliding in to the TV screen, we have some TV news. Yes. Um, first thing up that I want to kind of just uh, make everyone aware of, uh, famed actor and comedian Tom Sizemore has passed away this past week. He was starred in things like uh, Saving Private Ryan, Pearl Harbor. He's also in a very funny episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So he's made his rounds throughout TV and, and movies. Those are just a couple of things that I shouted out. But yes, he did pass um, this past week. So our thoughts and prayers go out to his uh, his family and estate as they get through this time. Yeah. Moving away from that, we're going to talk a little bit about some... I mean, it's definitely still TV. I think it borderlines the TV and movie kind of I'm going to see what you're bringing up on Friday. So I hope to talk about that next week. Yeah, so I'm like, so okay, really quick. So Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, right? Everyone knows him. He's beautiful. He is the star of Creed. Creed three just came out. It was his directorial debut. Um, A lot of outlets uh, are actually likening the boxing scenes to different anime fight scenes and anime boxing. Um, They're saying that it was filmed and choreographed in such a way that it mimics things that we've seen uh, in anime before. So he actually was interviewed by Variety, I believe. And there was a lot of outlets, but Variety was one of the ones that popped up a lot. Yeah, I think I think the one that I saw was Variety. It was either Variety or Nerdist. I can't remember. Um but he was he was interviewed and he actually spoke about his love love of anime. It's nothing new. He's talked about it forever. He gave his top five anime recommendations, which is, uh, you know, that's like Hold up. giving you top five say, rappers. I, I, I want to say I'm not like a super like anime person that just only speaks Japanese, but I am well versed in the anime world. I want to say I've seen four out of five. Well, I mean, Go ahead. Uh, I, I guess you have, right? I haven't seen. I don't know. You're oh, gonna tell me oh, this list, you don't even know the list. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I got you. I don't know the list. You, I've know, I know. I know you've of... seen. You act, actually. You might have seen 
all of them. Let me let me Let's get to the list. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, first one up, I know you've seen. So we got One Piece, Dragon Ball, the entirety, like Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. Naruto, Bleach, mm. Hunter x Hunter. Mm. Well, Hunter Hunter for all you, whoever's gonna so, say it. Hunter Hunter is the one I haven't seen. So you got it. You I just got never four out of five. Oh wow. I'm surprised he didn't mention Hajime no Ippo because he's he's referenced that, yeah. which is the boxing anime. Well, these are his top five, like his own personal list. Oh, it's not oh, the I one. Thought, I thought, no. okay, this is his personal list, not what inspired no. for the movie. Got yeah, it. yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So no, that was his top five. And then he said that it's like a thousand hours, I think, in order to watch all that. So he said uh, t- to take it slow if it's your... um. If it's like your first go with anime, that you can watch Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist, Yu Yu Hakusho, and then Hunter x Hunter. Those are those are all great getting into anime. Yeah, because they're all short. Uh, Full Metal, both. If you're talking about the second series, which is the canon, is only yeah. sixty episodes. The the original, quote unquote, the non-canon, which is still really good, also about fifty to sixty episodes. Death Note's another one. Um, and what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, for the for metal. the intro into it, uh, yeah, Hawker show. Yu Yu Hawker show. If you were, if for those listening, if you're our age, you know, in our thirties, the our the millennial age, growing up, you knew Toonami was a good place to watch. Inuyasha, Yu Yu show, they played at night, so you may know it by just seeing it. You may not know it by what we're saying, but it's a guy in green and green school uh, uniform. I never saw it till probably five years ago. Four or five years ago, really? Um, yeah, I, mind you. So for those getting into this now, I never had cable growing up. So the only mm-hmm. time I've ever had access to anime was when I went to my babysitter's house, and it was the middle of the night, and that's when I caught the late night stuff. Yeah. I remember catching Zoid and Sailor Moon, or when I hung out at my cousin's. So that's when I got more into those, and you know, Nickelodeon and all those other channels. Yeah, that was but, so, yeah. Yu Yu Show was one where I was a dumb kid, so I couldn't follow what was happening. But like I used to watch episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho all the time. Yeah, but that's a, those are good. He, he he's he's it's, a he's a otaku. Yeah, it's, which is what it, you call a it. It's anime. a good yeah. And and fun fact, I got this article off of Kotaku. But um, Ooh. but yeah, it's a it's a good list. Both of them, like the all time and yeah. the and the starting out. Yeah, if One Piece is not on your list, you just get out of here. You know. So that's all I'm gonna say. So it's always fun to hear like a creative actually referencing the things that they like, really embracing these like nerdier hobbies, you know, being into anime. You know, it's it's that humanization. You know, um, I feel like back in the day it wasn't cool to be a nerd, and now being a nerd is cool. So it's fun to just see it like continuing on. And and seldom you see that, especially like back in the day, Uh, directors did. reference anime especially james cameron but it's not something that you pick up in anime but because of now anime and its zeitgeist it's it is the norm Mm -hmm. it's not even like it's yeah it's the norm now like people talk about anime like it's like drinking water now there are people out there that don't care for it but still it's you can't go without it um especially someone like at, at his status michael b jordan being a black person a person of color referencing hard body across all uh outlets and a lot of people of color are more into anime i don't want to say 
um, the Japanese people. It's, that's where it originated from. Mm-hmm. But in America, a large population of anime fans are people of color. So to see someone at his stature, it's someone to look up to. If, if you hate him or like him, you still got to respect that he, he referenced yeah. it and put it into movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a reference point. Any creator will, will know that they pull inspiration and reference from the things that they like and the things that they surround themselves with. So this is just another thing. Instead of being extremely like, um, high in art and like this like hoity toitiness of, of the creative process, he's like, no, I'm referencing these cool animes I used to watch when I was a kid because this is what I like and I'm able to bring it to this new medium and show off like the good that I picked from it and place that into my own uh, creative process. So yeah, I, I love it. I, I love all of it. And I hope I'm just upset that I see these images online and it's upsetting, but yeah. Wait, what images are we talking about now? It's just images from the movie that are comparing the, and I, oh, I see it yeah. online, but I'm like very upsetting to see it. Cause I'm like, I'm going to see the movie. I'm, yeah. I, give me time. I hope I see it this weekend. Um, I've wanted to see it, but I've you know been hearing how great it is. So hopefully, I get to see it this weekend and maybe give some some feedback on it. But sticking with the movies, we're gonna go into Owen Wilson's newest. I don't even know what you would call it. It's not like a thriller. It's not even a slice of life, really. So his movie, the next movie he's gonna be in, it's called Paint by by IFC Films. He portrays uh, an artist, a PBS painter called Carl Nargle, and it's extremely reminiscent of Bob Ross. Like it is, he even has the perm afro thing. Like it is, yeah, it's 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 him. It is Bob Ross. Um, so he is Vermont's number one public uh, television painter who has convinced himself that he has it all. Um, and I I'm not really sure the time period. I think it goes from like. 70s to 90s something like he's enjoying his entire career and then uh a younger artist actually comes in and takes over his spot on pbs it just seems so like like just from you describing it it sounds very anchormanish in a sense like there's like this young person coming in yeah it's weird but i don't know if it's gonna be that funny because it's i don't i don't really know it it's almost like a dark comedy because it she doesn't seem like she's like putting it in his face or anything she's just like you know the network brings in someone new she's taking over Mm -hmm. she's like her stuff is selling more she's becoming more popular you know she's more modern she's more fun uh and he gets upset at one point and he's extremely level-headed like to a fall like Mm. he's very like Mm. calm and quiet and collected they even make a joke about it like it's 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 a really good trailer um so yeah and it's about his kind of descent because he starts freaking out you know he he lived for so long at this quote-unquote peak right he's not a he's not a billionaire you know with a bunch of cars and everything but this was his peak he saw it as you know he this is the highest he is he is a true artist and then to be brought down to reality of like no you stopped growing as an artist and really you stopped you know just plateaued yeah, you just plateaued and you never went any further and then to see this newer younger person come in and like you know ascend as he did uh he starts to kind of go crazy you know he starts painting over everything 
His house, I don't know if he sets his house on fire, but his house is on fire. He can't paint at all. He just starts painting like a black, uh, like black on canvas. So he's, you know, you, you see his like uh, mental stability kind of coming apart at the seams. So, but it's Going also off that what you're describing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It doesn't seem like it's super intense, you know, like it's not one of those like, uh, what is it, A20, A24 movies where it's going to be like, yeah. like into his it's not mind. Black Swan. Yeah, like it's, it's not yeah. Black Swan. <laughs> it, it, Can you imagine? It <laughs> subtly plays on like, you know, him falling apart and uh, realizing that he has plateaued. But it, it, it seems fun. It definitely has a comedic undertone. Um, and I'm going to watch it just for his afro. Comedy. Oh, yeah. You're, his afro is the character. Yeah, man. You know what's crazy? I just thought about it. He technically would be the titular character because his afro is the brush. <laughs> he is a paintbrush. And it's, I mean, at, in one part of the trailer, his afro is like dipped in paint. Like you see it, nice. <laughs> I didn't like it's a bunch it. of paint on top of it. Um, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, it does. Like as you described it, it it feels very like in his descent. It looks like from what the stuff you described. Like even though it's his descent, he is in a sense evolving because mm-hmm. it's like he's do he's he can't do these things, but it gets. I, it's hard to say. It's just a rigmarole of paint that it's not structured anymore, which you can say is modern. But again, I would have to see the trailer yeah, to see what you're it, it mimics. Bob Ross, right? Like he he's a painter on PBS. He teaches people how to paint, and it's these you know not by the numbers, but it's uh these tips and tricks on how to do landscapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's painting for years. And the new artist actually comes in and uh you know uh Carl Nargo is like, "Oh, I'm an artist." And she was like, "No, you were an artist." So kind of also hinting that he just hasn't been evolving or or getting better. Uh so it it seems cool. I really want to see it. Uh it's it's different, it's fun, and I'm all about it. Like I said, the afro alone is is the selling point for me. Now, sticking with uh the movie news for for this week, we have Ghosted, which is the next trailer that we're going to talk about. It stars America's ass Chris Evans. So Chris Evans that. coming in hot with um Anna de Armas and it's called Ghosted because in the movie and in the trailer we find out that this woman that he basically falls in love with after one night stand has quote unquote ghosted him. So he makes it his business to find her. So he knows that she's gonna be in London. He lives in the States, that's where they met. Um so he travels 5,000 miles to London to to go and find her. And, you know, it, this is after he's, like, been sending text over text over text and calling it no, no response whatsoever. So at one point, he kind of gets concerned. And then he's like, oh, she doesn't have a international calling plan. So, you know, he figures his, well, his way out to London. He goes to a spot. I'm assuming that was agreed upon. And he ends up getting kidnapped. He gets taken by, you know, these... I guess thugs and he wakes (laughs) up and it's actually the doctor. I I don't remember his name. It's the scientist from Edward Norton's incredible Hulk. Oh yeah. That guy. So he's playing like an evil scientist and he's trying to like torture Chris Evans. They're like, Oh, you know, what are you doing here? Who do you work for? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Freaking out. All of a sudden 
cool spy comes in, starts mowing people down. Who is it? It's the girl. So it's the classic boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, girl is spy type of movie. And, you know, it's they fight their way out of whatever spy shenanigans she's currently in. So and during it, you know, there's some like funny banter, you know, he's he's, you know, the everyman. So he's super like overwhelmed with everything that's happening. But he's trying to hold his own yeah. to, you know, be able to run with his with his new boo thing. So it's fun. Yeah. It's light. It's a it, to me. This strikes me as like a pop, uh, popcorn flick. Yeah. And this one's actually going to be coming to Apple TV Plus on April twenty fourth. Which is his first. second role in, with Apple TV because he had a, he had a show on Apple TV. Did he? Yeah, defending Jacob. Didn't like the way it ended, but watching the show was pretty good. It was just different to see. I love seeing Chris Evans in other things yeah. other than Captain America, even though I mean, yeah, he's he a fantastic Adam. actor. But um, I what I when I saw this, I was like, I love the revo- role reversal of the woman being the spy because mm-hmm. in a lot of things, always the man. I think of is that movie with Mila Kunis? He's like my boyfriend's a spy or something like that. I don't know what you're talking it, about. It was a there's a movie with Mila Kunis where she is a similar situation, but the bo- the guy is the spy. Oh, it's um, it Family Guy, re- where she plays Meg. No. <laughs> Just go see it next when, when you get the chance. But um, I like the role reversal where it's the guy being the, the, the damsel, mm-hmm. uh, which we've probably seen before. Yeah. But um, and when it comes to Chris Evans being, you know, America's man, put mm-hmm. him in that position, I feel like we can stop this... Uh, masculine toxicity in america yeah it's fun because i actually i believe he's like a farmer so he's really like like a blue collar like down-to-earth kind of guy oh yeah that's right so and and you know he gets taken by by all this like crazy stuff that's happening so so yeah i i like the juxtaposition i like seeing him in this less actiony role it is you know an action comedy type of deal but like he's not the driving force of the action so that's fun now, moving on to the next trailer, we have Haunted Mansion from Disney. Um, so this, the one thing I'm getting from this is that, well, I guess two things. It is like star studded. We got Owen Wilson, Lakeith Stanfield, which is the guy from oh, wow. Up. Get out. And uh, not, up. wait. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, he was wow. It is Get Out. He was in Atlanta, and he's in Atlanta. Get Out, Atlanta. You're thinking of something else, which is is bothering me. Yeah, and I can't, but I can't pin it down. Anyway, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto. So a lot of people, and they're all playing. Well, except for Lakeith, the rest of them I think are playing like different ghosts and. Uh, I think Tiffany Haddish is like a medium. Oh, and I guess Owen Wilson's kind of like a, I don't know. He kind of seems like he's a charlatan type deal, like trying to hunt ghosts. Rosario Dawson plays the mom. So Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto, Danny DeVito, I believe are all ghosts. So it's inspired by the classic Disney ride of the Haunted Mansion. But this seems like way more uh, like. It's definitely dark. What was that? What was, I was going to say the one with Eddie Murphy. Was that Disney or was that a different? No, company? that was Disney as well. But, um, you know, it was a little oh, so lighthearted. Like it was people? a family. I would say family friendly. No, it's more. I remember that being family friendly. And then I believe there was two. 
but I think I only saw the one, and I could be wrong. I, I don't know about that. It was a sequel to that. But then I could be wrong. I'm thinking of a different movie. But that one, I remember being family friendly. This seems like a rebooted, darker, gritty version. Because there was another one that came out, I guess, at the end of last year, which was The Muppets Haunted Mansion, which came out on Disney+. Plus. That was fun. Yeah, which is... it's. It's popping up in my uh, feed right now. But but yeah, this one, it's like, I, I don't know what the rating is. It comes out in July, July 27th, 2023. But man, it's like, even the trailer, it's pretty dark. You know, they, they're, they're playing up the hauntedness and like the spirits that, that kind of go. You know, Lakeith uh, looks like he's kind of like a bounty hunter or something going into to get the family out of the of the mansion but mm. it's intriguing i need to see another trailer because this one didn't give me enough it was a teaser trailer right yeah well no technically this was a full trailer but it felt like mm. a really long teaser like it it really didn't give me anything at all it it didn't show the full mansion we got little peeks at the inside we saw like um you know a hallway we even got to see one of the the main things from Haunted Mansion, which is the stretching room. Uh, we got to see that for half a second. And, you know, we got glimpses mm. at ghosts, but um, I don't know too much. It just looks like Rosario Dawson and her son move into the mansion. It has a past and then all hell kind of breaks loose. But I, I don't know the vibe of this movie just yet. Um, But seems seems cool. It's going to stay on my radar. And the last one, the last trailer that we're going to talk about before we get into some more oh, news. I'm going to geek out. <laughs> it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a Half Shell. Oh, you went geek out. Oh, you have to go one more time. Turtles in a Half Heroes in a Half Shell. Turtle Power. Turtle Power. Okay. So anyway, that... We did not sync up at all. I, I'm sorry yeah, that your it. ears had to... We'll fix that in post. It's fine. We won't. But... We'll, we'll have a guy. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> this past week, the trailer and cast list uh, dropped at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Everything dropped. It was... Beautiful. And... Did you watch it or did you just get everything online? No, I got everything online. I saw the whole clip of the of the moment at the award show. Okay. I used to watch it, but I haven't watched it. I think since high school. Um, I used to watch oh, wow. it every okay. year, but yeah, I I stopped and um, I watched the entire thing when Seth Rogen comes out. He you know he does his whole spiel. He brings out the cast, the kids that are going to be the new TMNT, um. And then they they gave out the full cast list on a a big screen behind them, and then the trailer mm. played, uh, or or did the trailer play first? I can't remember, but it was all one one big sequence. So yeah, I lost it, man. I yeah. lost it because I was seeing before I saw the whole segment. I was I saw the cast list, the full cast list, and I was I was like, these are perfect. And then yes. I saw the names of the turtles, and I was like, "Who are these people?" I like that it was just—they're just nobodies. They're going to be super famous growing up. When they get older, they're just going to be. I was famous. like, "Who are these people?" And then I saw them come out um, in the in the Kids Choice Awards. I saw the whole the trailer with it, and I was like, "This was perfect." 
Like there is no, I think it was fantastic. I, my, and it was not, and this is not a, like a nitpick because in my head, and you can agree to this, Michelangelo is always the youngest, right? Yeah. So uh, I think it's the black kid who voices him, but he he has this deeper yeah. voice where I'm like, oh, weird. And then Donatello yeah, was, was the one say, with Donnie the, the actually nerdy. sounds like the youngest. I was like, why didn't they switch those two? But then I'm like, I'm going to let it go. Because Michelangelo is still going to be Mikey, mm -hmm. and I'm going to love it anyway. But um, one thing I want to say before I forget about it is I love the animation because it reminds me of uh, Spider-Verse. It's like oh a mix God, of Spider-Verse yes. with um, uh, the TMNT 20... 20 I no, forget that. 2007, 2007. 2007. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mix of those yep. two making this. And I love it. It was like... I w my body wasn't ready to receive all of the information. I'm so happy Seth Rogen took this from. Oh my god, yes. Uh, so like guy. he just in the trailer, you know, and again, I'm going to keep referencing the cast list till we actually go through it. But um man, it looks so freaking good. Um and like the talent that they have behind this freaking movie, man. Like not only The fact that they got I'm getting ahead of myself. John Cena as Rocksteady. Dude. Perfect. Him and Seth Rogen being Bebop and Rocksteady are amazing. That's perfect. Like, there's so, there was like so many, like, let's just get into it. We're going to go through the cast right now. So we're going to do the, yes. the side characters and then we'll go back to the, um, to the, to the core turtles in a moment. So yes. Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko, dude, perfect. knocked it out the park. Jackie Chan as Splinter. Like, yo, it was a long, he was born for this role. But this is the thing we have to be, I feel like this is the part we're aligned on the Jerry Curls. I didn't mind it. I just wonder how it's going to play. I saw it's just it so for weird. a hot second. I was like, does he have an afro? <laughs> because, you know, and just kind of like sidebar this real quick. Mm -hmm. You know how, like, over time, the turtles were always like, you could imagine they were white. And then as time progressed, they started making the turtles more black, yeah. especially in the new animated yes. series. So the characters are black, even April O'Neil's black. Yes. So I'm like, Jackie Chan with Jerry Curls? It's weird to me. Like, they could have still just kept it an Asian character. The way, the way that I think about I, it I, is, um, <laughs> well, first off, Asian people sometimes be having the, the slickest curls. So... Nah, to me, Asian people got, back in the day, pompadours, bro. Not facts, Jerry Curls. <laughs> but, um, you know... I, I think it's a fun new interpretation. I'm happy that it's oh, not anything oh, like the Rise of the Mutant Ninja Turtles or um, even the yes. live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know, it, each time we get Splinter, it's a he's probably the one that changes the most drastically. Oh yeah, most you know, drastically in sure. each iteration. But uh, I, I'm I'm here for it. I didn't I didn't really mind it too much. I, I thought it was a fun yeah. fun little thing. I want to. I want to see it play out. But um so yeah, so Paul Rudd, Jackie Chan, John Carlo Esposito, my favorite. As Baxter my favorite. Stockman. Everyone is perfect, but he was my favorite because in so you know my favorite TMNT, even though I grew up with the 2003 version, the one in the 2012 version, ba Baxter Stockman was a uh, he was still smart, but he was an imbecile. Yeah. I miss the the menacing Baxter Stockman and Perfect guy to do Absolutely it. golden. That was a golden pick. Um, then we have John Cena as Rocksteady, Ice Cube mm -hmm. as Superfly, 
Hannibal Burns as I, Genghis Frog, I mean, which is like he's gonna be yes. a funny character for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. Post Malone as Ray Filet. Ayo Edibiri Edibiri is April O'Neil. Right. I I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. Oh, she's in that show, The Bear, yes. which is a good show. For she those is, that that's that's the only thing that I knew about her. She's in with. something else, but I forget. Um, Natasha Dimitro as Wingnut. I've seen her before. I can't remember what else she's done. Uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. She's yes, one of the vampires. yeah, she's she's one of the vampires. Um, Maya Rudolph as Cynthia Utrum. Utram? Utram. That's another name for the Krang. Oh! Depending. Remember Utrams from the 2003 version? No, I don't. That's Utram. That's the Utrams, and Krang is like, they look like Krang, but I don't, we don't know what she's going to look like. Oh, so. that's cool. Or I think he, she, but she's good with voices, so I think if she ended up taking on that Krangy voice, it would, it would fit well. It, yeah. One that's kind of like a dark horse, but I'm here for it, is Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. Well, at that point, yeah. So I did think of that. Um, I, my only knowledge of Leatherhead um, of recent time is the one from the 2012 version, yeah. which had a this male voice actor. But I think, in, in, depending on the where you're reading or watching, it probably the gender just flips. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be a more. I, again, I'm all for it. Ain't mad at it. No, not not by any means. Um, yeah, I'm I'm for it. I like, just I've um, always known Leatherhead as a as a male character, so I didn't expect mm-hmm. a, a female uh like swap. I mean, but I don't I don't yeah. I, I'm for it. Like I don't mind. Yeah. My and another thing, this is just a, a nerd in me because Superfly is played by Ice Cube. Depending on the iteration, Superfly is Baxter Stockman. So is it like yeah. does he transform into Superfly and it's Ice Cube? Because mm-hmm. you can't have uh, Esposito being no. a, a Superfly character unless those are two I'm different I'm sure it'll be two different It'll be two different ones, and Ice Cube will, will make it his own. Um, yeah. And then rounding out the cast with the four turtles, we have Brandy Brady Noon as Raphael, Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, Mika Abbey as Donatello, and Shaman Brown Jr. as Michelangelo. I can't say Great. enough things about this. I'm extremely hyped. Like, extremely hyped. The way that the the trailer opened, the classic '80s theme song in slow mo was beautiful. Like as it started playing, I was like, I knew what it is. I was like, yes, like geeking out. It was just, it was, and just hearing their voices because in this iteration they seem yeah. pretty young. So maybe that fourteen, yes. fifteen, you know? They, they, I think, yeah, because I think in a lot of iterations they're always that age, but they're really playing the youngness of. Yeah, them. I mean, like in- I think in the. 2000- 2012 version they were relatively young which you had splinter when it comes to height yeah he was taller than to fit this father figure and i think in this one <laughs> i was gonna say jack <laughs> jackie splinter is gonna be a little bit taller than them but um because they're really it, like their voices are there they're gonna be that young yeah young group. because in what is it uh in the 2012 one they are 14 and 15 yeah. Mikey is 14. Like, well, so, yeah. but they always kind of like, I feel like, especially towards the end of the series, they grow up very fast, you know? 
They're, they go through a lot. Oh, because of, yeah, yeah. In the live actions and the 2003 and the 2007, they're on, they're like 18 and 19. Like they're on the whole other yeah. end of the spectrum. So, of teenage of years. Teenage yeah. years. So seeing them here, it is like they are like 13, 14, and they're, you know, they're, fr- I equate them with like freshmen in high school. Like they're having yes. fun. That's perfectly, yes. They're having fun. They're all really kind of geeky, like in their own ways. And they're just like, you know, a group of brothers. And it, it's, it looks so, it looks like so much fun. And you know how like your favorite scene, uh, and I'm sure this is everyone's favorite scene, even though it's the mo- one of the most hated, uh, not most hated, I'm, I'm saying too much. Even though it was not liked, the, the elevator scene yes. in part two was the Ninja Turtles. Yes. And this, and it, it's not like you can pick out a scene that was an episode, but if I had to pick, it was when they were playing the Ninja Fruit, uh, fruit yes. Ninja. I call it the Fruit Ninja scene. And Donatello gets stabbed. Oh, no, that's a different no, scene. No, he gets stabbed later. But, Mikey was the one holding up the watermelon, scene. and he's, but, like, scared. But that entire yeah. that entire Fruit Ninja scene was great, because they're, like, doing these things. They're just like, it looks like they didn't know how to fight. Yeah. But they do know. But it's just like they're just playing with their toys. It was like, or their weapons. And the fact that the animation made it seem like the Ninja Star really went through his head. I was like, no way they yeah. showed this. But it was like, it's a watermelon. Yeah. But what it could have looked, I was like, bro. And when he gets, when um, uh, Donnie gets stabbed with the sigh, it's so funny. Like, it again, it's it kids being kids, acting dumb. And they mess around too much and they got hurt. So, yeah, it I... What happens when growing up? I remember that it was. I remember that it's. It's very nostalgic because anyone who loves Ninja Turtles at our age or even older than us, they're gonna be like, "I remember when I used to be this dumb." Yes. Kids nowadays probably have that, but they're always living in their screens now. But they would re- they will relate to this because they're kids. Yes, um, it's for everyone. This movie's for everyone. We asked for it, and we got it. Yes, I I can't wait to see more. Um, I'm we gotta see Shredder, right? Like. There's, I'm sure this isn't the full cast list. We might have some minor characters. I'm okay if we don't see him. I'm if we if he's not the main villain, I don't mind. But he needs to be kind of like the Thanos big bad at the end, then because all of these things don't really line up unless like he's in the in the shadows, you know, like Baxter Stockman, yeah. like with the ooze. Okay, maybe that's how we get Bebop and Rocksteady, but like he he needs to be the guy in the shadows so he needs to be the one pulling the string so if he's not a main focus that's totally cool because the focus is the mutants like all the different ones but i want to see him at the end it is titled mutant mayhem like my to me shredder is like the wolverine like we i don't want him to like wolverine uh uh, shredder is going to be a great villain but i would like to see other people there are main there are a lot of main, main villains I wish, uh, you know, they follow that same formula, but every time this franchise get rebooted in movie form, mm-hmm. it's like, we got to get the Shredder. It's yeah. kind of like with Batman. It's like, you got to get the Joker. We, we can do without the Joker for now, because the Ninja Stars has a large role gallery. Like, the fact that we're having all these, I guess, they might not all be villains, but there's multiple villains in this group. Yeah. Um, Ultron as well. Like, what if the Krang becomes a villain? And then, like you said, the Shredder could be a big bad, but it's like he's very... To me, the Shredder is very takeover New York kind of a thing. It's mm-hmm. never it's never world domination, because he's it's kind of like in 
uh, the DC world when it comes to the League of Shadows. They're they're just they're to themselves. Yeah. So Shredder's about let's take down uh, well Splinter, Splinter really. which again this is this is a kids movie, so we're not going to get all violent killing people, which is obviously the goal, but they're not going to focus on that. And they're trying to probably let this, they're trying to milk this as much. If this is successful, Mm -hmm. three or four movies tops, Hmm. maybe more. I could be, I could be putting my foot in my mouth, but I could definitely see three for sure. Yeah. I don't want the shredder to be a big bad. He shows up. He doesn't have to be the one pulling strings. He could be someone partnering or he was trying to get the ooze. And that's how the mutants turned out. Well, the only and thing I'm saying two, is, like, for the first one, they're not going to hit, like, the universe-shattering uh, bad guys, right? So, oh, yeah, the one sure. behind the ooze and the mutants is usually Shredder. So, I think for that portion, and then the Utram, you know, relating back to the Krang, like, that could come in, like, maybe he's partnering with them again, or, you know, whatever it may be. And then maybe, yeah. maybe we could get a really cool version of the... Um, Triceratons, right? Uh, I know who you're talking about. I the Triceratons got me thinking alien people like that would yeah. be cool because we we never see them. Thinking, um, because Stan Sakai is a big fan of Ninja Turtles and uh, uh, Usagi Yojimbo. If he doesn't mm. make an appearance in this franchise, I don't want it. I do want it, but I don't want it. But you know I, I'm a big fan of his. Usagi should definitely um, be if, in. Uh, but if they do ever do movie. parallel universe um, stuff, because he is a, a parallel universe character, mm-hmm. he's not a mutant. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just getting into the weeds there. But I mean, I could see him coming in somehow, like as a mercenary or something. You know, like it's possible. There's many ways. But um. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the biggest trailer announcement that we had. We're obviously extremely excited for it. We hope you are too. Let us know in the comments if you are. Um, with the movies, now going from things that are coming up to things that have been and will be again, Return of the King Extended Edition is re-releasing in theaters for the 20th anniversary. It's been 20 years since Return of the King. Yeah, That is Seriously. a startling amount of time. Like startling because I thought I was way older when that was last movie came out. Because I, I was ten, I saw all of them in theaters. Like, I saw them all fact, when they I saw released. All of them, I saw all of them in the extended version for the. Well, I seen one and two before. I've never seen Return of the King yeah. until last year. They're all great, and I saw the extended version. Like, great. It's an insane thing to think. Like, what? Like, did I see the first one when I was like six? Like, because I was nine, I guess, almost 10. Oh, yeah, because they came out in, in two years, within two years. I think each one of them, yeah, like within two years of each other. Like, yeah. But like, that's bananas. That is bananas. I actually might, if I get the chance, I'm going to go see it because I've never seen them in theaters. Oh, it was. So I might. I, I remember seeing the first one in theaters and the first one was like, on another freaking level. Um, and then I remember Two Towers. Return of the King, I can't remember. I know I saw it in theaters, but I don't remember the experience. But um, yeah. the first two, I remember like being young and being in that in that theater. And I remember for the with the first one, uh, Fellowship, the 
when they fight the the troll inside of the cave inside the mines of moria they that scene and yeah. frodo gets stabbed and i remember watching that and letting this thing like happen to my eyes and i was like oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like it's just it's let it wash over you yeah. and, and bathe you at the same time it's just it's just funny it's funny to to think that that was that was more than 20 years ago right yeah it's insane um so yeah it's returning to theaters uh on april 13th for this 20th anniversary along with that we'd have some more lord of the rings news uh we got word that there's gonna be multiple spinoffs coming from wb discovery yeah i wonder so i'm i have no feelings about it because i'm not saying i'm not i'm not a fan of lord of the rings i'm not like probably not as big as a fan as you maybe you're a certain level of fan i'm a big fan of the first three right and i probably played some of the games like here and there but i'm not like a super fan like most people um i still haven't gone through ring of power i started watching it but i was just not in the mood but my concern here is just the back end like forget the projects just the back end like they're just milking it to make money like they're this franchising trend is is it has been going on yeah you know, with a lot of properties. So with this, they're just like, oh, Amazon is doing this. Then it's just like, is, are things going to get retconned? Or it's like, are they going to talk to each other? Because I remember the, not really a beef, but I remember when uh, Peter Jackson was like, I have some ideas to share with Amazon. They were like, nope. And he's like, he didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. He just wanted to share some ideas. But then with this news, they want they want him aboard. So it's like, what's the deal? So my concern is not even about the projects. It's just about cohesiveness yeah and like well i also sharing i also think I like nowadays we place too much emphasis on cohesiveness because of marvel marvel was the first one to really do something that big and have it all connect um you know followed by like star wars right after that but the star wars does it better but that's just my opinion but you know i i don't know this kind of does suck because i i haven't got the ring of powers i'm a Lord of the Rings fan, but I can't say I'm like a super fan. I love I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I love the Hobbit book, the original one. I could not get through the Lord of the Rings books, the 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 actual fellowship trilogy. Yeah, no, no, I could not yeah, get through that. Yeah. Um I've read The Hobbit a couple of times in my life. Um I was very disappointed with the Hobbit movies. Extremely disappointed. I thought I don't know if it was you or some many people. Like they one was cool, two was man, you know, whatever, and three was just I didn't not even, needed. That's I, what I, I heard. One was like I forgave one, right? One had some fun moments and then I was like, all right, it they're setting up. I can't be too harsh. The second one I was like, this is really boring. And the third one I can't even remember if I watched it or not. I, if I did watch it, I fell asleep. Like it, it was really the whole series was very disappointing. Um, and it's to this day, I think it should have only been two movies. They elongated some parts that were like too much. They, you know, the liberties that they took with some of the some of the stuff from the book, I wasn't a fan of. But um, but yeah, you know, it's it was upsetting. So. And and I'm not one I haven't read like, you know, there's been a million different like little spin-offs, comics, 
books and all that. The universe is is yeah. is heavy. Games, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I ha- I'm not like a super fan that that knows all the corners, but I enjoy that fantasy realm, and I've I've spent time in it. Um, so I haven't gone through Ring of Powers just because it feels like it's something where I have to really be in the mood for to to take that on. And more Lord of the Rings is cool, but I I you know Peter Jackson with with his movies. Some people loved them immensely, and but there is a corner of the fandom that did not like them at all. Yeah. So yeah, I can see why they didn't want him aboard for Ring of Power, just because they didn't want it to be like shackled to to what had already come. Uh, and on top of that, it was a whole different time period. It was their own sandbox, and for yeah. WB Discovery, I'm kind of torn because I don't want it to be shackled to what he did but at the same time i wouldn't mind like little nods you know towards those characters that we already know uh it's kind of almost like a Zack snyder situation where like do i want to see his vision continue that was literally what i was thinking too because i was just like is this just again other than projects is this just to do it because all regan ring of power so successful amazon is making this money but at the same time it's like and then at the, I have to do my research, but was it a partnership? Like, did they, because did uh, WB own the rights to Lord of the Rings? Um, and did they just share that with uh, Amazon? Or like you said, because it's, it's a different time period, like long before the, the Hobbit and the trilogy, it's its own thing. Like, I don't know. It's just something well, we would have to wait like, and see. Um, what, what's the, uh, I think it's DC, right? Is going to have some stuff come out on Amazon. Well, yeah. So the animations, the, like any animation that's going to be done is going to be done uh, by Amazon studios that, that does the animation projects. But when it comes to like the animated stuff that might tie in with, uh, uh, what do you call it? DCU. No, well, yes, with James Gunn's universe, and I say James, James Gunn and uh, Saffron. Um, it might be, it most likely will be on HBO Max, but anything else might just be on Amazon, and I think that's just a partnership because so, I believe the studio behind Invincible will be doing those movies, yeah. uh, those shows. But I don't know if it specifically is going to be Elseworld DC stuff or James Gunn's. Well, DC. my point being is maybe that's a part of this partnership. Right, maybe the Lord of the Rings mm. was maybe was like the test. So because mm. they do own that the rights to it, so that's something. And then now they have the big deal with DC. So now it's it's okay to to kind of let some of the kids play over there. So maybe maybe that maybe it was a long game type of situation. But yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant because, like you said, I'm not. I don't enjoy when they you know ring the rag until it's dry because at the yeah. end of it you get all these things where they're the quality is not there and it's sad you know it's like a limp to the finish line rather than like yeah ending it on a triumphant note you know so i as you always say it's always because of capitalism yeah it's the almighty dollar at the end of the day. so hopefully quality does win out in the end but speaking yeah. of quality and talking about a towel that can keep getting wrung out for all the content that it could provide. 
The Mandalorian. About this specific project, or you mean in, in Star, Star Wars, Wars in, in general? Because they have, please, oh yeah, please it, continue. They have so many things. Continue with it's the literally Skywalker a song. universe. It's a galaxy. There's so many stories to be told. Yeah. So, Mandalorian episode one came out last Wednesday. Today, March eighth is the second episode. I have not seen it yet, but the first episode, that's what we're talking about. The premiere. Jay, what were your thoughts? Um, no expectation. I have nothing to say. Um, cause I'm one of those where like we've seen season one and two, yeah. they were great. Um, but I need more like the way it ended. I was like, Oh damn, that's it. And I, that's not saying bad mm-hmm. things about it. That's not saying good things about it. I was just like, because I'm I'm so hyped for Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm I'm not even hyped for Din Djarin. I just want to see what Groot, baby Groot does. And <laughs> oh, sorry, Groot. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, I said baby Groot. Uh, has a G in his name. That's why. No, but I, I just want to see what Grogu does. I want to see his evolution, and that's what I'm interested in. First episode didn't give me that. Yeah. Um, and that's just a personal thing. And then, um, yeah, so I have so, no bad thing, no good thing. I, I'm invested on someone else's story. So I've, I've read this thing where apparently John Favreau said that, uh, Grogu could have been training with Luke for up to two years. Yeah, I did read that. So there, there could have been a, a pretty significant gap that where the viewer technically isn't really aware of. Perfect. And I mean, yeah. in the first episode of this season, you kind of get that. Because when they go back to to that city where season one took place in, it's a whole it, it, it yeah, it's a whole different deal. So time has definitely passed. Um, yeah, I will say I almost aneurysmed due to cuteness when Grogu hugs the, when he out of the no when oh, he hugs yes. the little like tech alien guy. I was absolutely losing my crap. I just no no hugs no squeeze (laughs) i was losing it and to the point where like man i had to be like no stop (laughs) like stop hugging him yeah and then like at the very end grogu goes back again to hug him i was dying like literal tears like that's comedy that i miss like i don't think that's that type of comedy it's not slapstick i forget the comedy that it is but that's never really in star wars but i love that yeah it's very it's like innocent yeah, it's innocent, but I'm trying to compare it to like a show. Like it's not Family Guy, but it's it's almost community esque. Like it's just like that the stupidity of or the not stupidity, the it is innocent, but it falls in that sign yeah. of just like dumbness. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna hug you, and then it's like, no, and it's just like doing He's it just again. Being it's an just, idiot, it's, like an actual moron. Yeah. It's like cartoon yeah. network humor, to be honest. That's yeah, like yeah, back exactly, in like nineties exactly. cartoon network where characters were just really, really stupid. Like that's what it reminded yeah. me of, and on top of it, it's almost both things were cute. Yeah. So I was losing my mind. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's the thing. I'm I'm I want to see his where his his training has taken him to, and we see that in episode one when he's just let me get that candy. Yep. He just th- uses the force willy nilly. Um, what I love is that he's just not using it to abuse it. Yeah. He's just using, but he technically did abuse. It. He just he's stole a candy, kid, you know. So he's just yeah, like making it a part of his um, every day. And I believe did we see it i don't know if i read this or this was in the show he's like what 300 right now no he's not that old he's um i'm lying in the first season he was 50 something oh so i exaggerated wow so but okay so then he's 
he's still not of talking. He's no. not able to talk. But he's under. He understands. Though. Yeah, he like, can understand. understand. Like he just has no speech. Yeah. He just he can't understand. Um, which I do like. Um, again, I hope that when the time he speaks, he's not speaking like Yoda. The um, first thing that he says, again, it has to be "This is the way," right? Like, oh, and that, and that's my thing. I I want him to be the savior of Mandalore. Yeah, like the Reaper. I want that's like, and it may things may point to that, and then we might get our uh, expectations subverted. But I, I need it to in go my that head. Direction. If this series does not end with him having full Mandalorian armor, like a mini Mandalorian armor, and holding the black saber, I will count this as an mmo a massive missed opportunity because he he is like that's how it needs to end right because mandalorian it's it's a, a lone wolf and cub right story yeah it's taking a, a, a the a lone wolf has to die and the cub has to take over so what better way would it, it, it and he doesn't have to be alive too because it's just called the mandalorian it's not called dinjar yeah no it's that's the Mandalorian. Like, that's why we didn't get Boba Fett. He's not a Mandalorian. Yeah. So Honestly. you know, I can see it at the end. However, you know, if there's a time skip or whatever, Grogu ends up getting his armor made from the armor of Dinjarin, and then he holds the the black saber and becomes, you know, resurrects Mandalore, like he's the savior. Like that. That makes the most sense for how the story should end. Yeah, but you know, John Favreau is just gonna be like, "No, you're wrong." Yeah, he'll say, "No, I'm wrong," and they come up with something way cooler. So I get it; it's fine. Yeah, He's one where I'll true. I'll let him do his thing. Him and um, this guy, Cowboy Hat. <sighs> Why am I forgetting his name? Cowboy Hat, Feige. No, he doesn't Filoni? wear a cowboy hat. The other guy. Thank you. Filoni oh, wears a cowboy Filoni. hat. Yeah, that's like his titular thing. Like I, I remember no when idea. the first time they announced that they were shooting Ahsoka, it was just a chair with the hat on the thing. That's his. That's a signature thing. He wears a cowboy ah, hat. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. So, the more you know. And then, so, uh, keeping with Star Wars here, Nerf, it's Nerf or nothing, has actual replicas mm. of Boba Fett's blaster and. The Mandalorian rifle that's on sale right now. Um, Mandalorian ra- rifle, I think it dropped uh, not too long ago. But the replica for uh, Boba Fett's blaster, it's sick, man. Like, it even has. I don't want it. I want the real thing. It even has the loader. Like, <laughs> it, it, I don't know if you remember when he I loads the rifle. It's like a, it's kind of like a chambered thing with four ammunitions yeah. in it. It has that exact same loader. It looks like it has a little bit of like battle scarring on the on the I don't even know what you would call this, I guess oh, on the rifle part of it. It's not the stock. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a super upgraded space uh revolver type deal. Uh with a scope and everything. And then Mandalorian's uh rifle is a super upgraded Mandalorian rifle. It's kind of like an orangey brown. And it has at the end that like cattle prod the taser thing. Uh, but, I see it. There we go. But yeah, man, these things are it's available through Nerf, and it's it's a thing. You can go or and buy nothing. these, and you can be <laughs> Boba Fett and the Mandalorian if you really felt like it. So, again, some more That's Star so Wars cool. news here. Um, while we do get more of the Mandalorian, we will not be getting more of 
the Star Wars movies that we were uh, kind of promised a while back. So Star Wars. Yeah, so Lucas. Excuse me. You said Lucas Films. Yeah, like Lucas Films. Uh, they're dropping some directors here. So Variety has reported that Patty Jenkins and Kevin Feige's movies are officially shelved, and Taika Waititi is the last one standing for his uh, movie to actually move forward. And he's a, he's apparently going to star in it as well. So this was a what you call it? This was from a a stock, uh, like a quarterly call. It was an update, and they they just shifted shifted the balance. Really, they they're shoving Patty Jenkins and Kevin Feige's for now, keeping Tyka's. I'm a little annoyed because i really wanted to see patty jenkins rogue rogue squadron i feel like that would have been a super cool addition to the star wars universe but alas we uh we might not we might never get it so it's indefinitely shelved we just have to wait to see what's gonna go on uh and feige's departure is kind of like I don't know. I, I I didn't really care too much, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't holding my breath for that because yeah. it was like he still had both feet in both camps. And yeah, he has so much that going on. Like, like that doesn't really until he's me. actually done with like once he's done with Marvel for sure, he can then hop over. Yeah. Uh, but that he if he because if he was gonna continue to do that, the quality would have the quality would have just been bad. Um, with Taika Waititi, um. I just hope it's it's definitely exist in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It just needs to be its own thing. Yes. Not tying into anything. It it needs to be like a Seinfeld white YTD type Star Wars. What's the um, deal with stormtroopers? <laughs> Why can't they shoot? <laughs> Aim here and you can do that. Um but my only thing is uh I, I have no he hasn't lost points for me. Um the only if and if he were to lose points, it was just love and thunder. Yes. And again, I'm sure that was in his fault yes. because it's just got the suits right up the the dark hole and just right up the puppeting the entire right up the tuckus, and then you just puppet the whole love and thunder movie. Um, I I don't think it's his fault. No. Um, but he he does great things, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it'll be funny. I hope he plays kind of like a maybe like a lovable scoundrel type of role and then he ends up you know getting a bunch of people on his team and they do something fun so i i'm i'm for it i feel like that that'll play well in the star wars universe um and like i said before kevin feige's departure does not surprise me whatsoever and you know sticking to kevin feige and marvel in its entirety uh the punisher is confirmed john bernthal's punisher is confirmed to reprise uh to resurrect in born again so nice wordplay so we will be getting more of johnny bernthal's uh punisher coming up in uh daredevil's latest series on disney plus and i'm here for it there's nothing wrong with it with john bernthal's performance it's near perfect and i don't know how he fits into the MCU as a whole, to be honest, because that punish that Punisher is very like, whoa, you know. Well, yeah. Um, 
again, going back to, and I hate using this as an example, but Moon Knight, it, Moon Knight does not connect to anything. And they, I don't even believe, I, I watched the entire thing. I don't even think it connected. There was no reference to the outside world outside of Moon Knight mm-hmm. to the other MCU projects. It just, it exists in there. So my assumption is Born Again with Punisher will exist in the same realm. We see that with, uh, uh, no way home. No, you know, Matt Murdoch's Daredevil or well, Matt Murdoch is Charlie Cox. Uh Charlie Cox, Matt Murdoch exist in this world. Johnny Bernthal's characters exist in this world. My only thing as a company, as a streaming service, people can't get mad that there's this it's not family friendly. Cause yeah. again, you have parental control options. I would hope. Disney and I'm sure Disney does it. They put this is rated whatever. Yeah. Watch, you know, it's nine a nine p.m. Do you know where your children are? Kind of a thing. <laughs> or put it put some like stops. Like you have the option because Disney is not going to police the way you watch things. If you're going to yeah. complain, you have control over it. So when they when they threw all the Netflix shows on Disney Plus, it, like there were up uproars about it. But it's like, what'd you expect? Yeah, what, Disney what, what were they going to do? Like censor every episode? No, that's that what yeah, the show don't was. Pull a, don't pull up four kids like with One Piece and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, make the cigarette a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, like we don't need that. Where where the gun was a was a hammer thingy. I don't know if you remember that. I do not. One of the characters in the in the before edit, he had a pistol. Yeah. In the anime, in the four kids edit. He had same position, but it was etched out. And you can see it was poorly done. So if you pull the trigger, it's like a big hammer that would hit the person. So, Ew. yeah. And what was this on? That was gonna... This was on Fox. This was on Fox. No, but like uh, what show? Well, was... Oh, One Piece. It was in One Piece? This was, I'm t- yeah, I was making what? the same reference. Well, yeah, the lot, yeah. Wow, that's dumb. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So, but anywho. Any, yeah, you know, they're, they're not going to police it. They're not going to censor anything. John Bernthal's character is extremely intense and extremely violent. And the reason why I say I don't know if he fits into the rest of the MCU, because we haven't really gotten another character like him. I mean, Moon Knight is, is probably the closest in terms of violence, uh, because he does yeah. just straight up kill people. You know, one of the personalities is will just literally go out and brutally murder people. But um, but we don't like that. It's not in your face like Punisher. Yeah, was. no, it's not like it's not like that scene, like the scene that Punisher goes off. Um, yeah. And the the thing of it is, he's a street level antihero, and he goes around and he he does jump properties. So he do, he could be seen in She Hulk, but like he wouldn't play well in that universe. He does hunt Daredevil. You know, he's seen in Bla- he's hunted Blade. He's hunted Spider-Man. I cannot imagine a Punisher, you know, beating Spider-Man to within an inch of his life. Like, I, I can't imagine that. So at, at that point, I, I, I hear you. And they're probably just not going to do that, which sucks. Because as a, as a Marvel fan, we're never going to see that because they're playing by the rules of a Disney, uh, I mean, a family friendly company. So, yeah, I hope yeah. he's not kind of uh, watered down no not watered down i hope he's not contained 
You know, I hope that they, they give him room to breathe in as his character. And with and you know, away from the Daredevil show. Like I want him I don't know if he could carry his own show his own again, but I want him to show up in something else. The Punisher's a pretty big Marvel property, like like he he can do things, you know, and he should be able to cross over. Yeah. It's just that character has to be played with the correct way. Yeah, I, I hear you. And then that's like, as you're saying all these, and, and when I heard the news, I was like, I'm I'm down for all this. Yeah. But it's like, and just taking a step back as uh, from the nerd world, in reality, we always have school shootings. And it's that there's just all that stuff that's going on. Very true. I remember in one of the episodes, it was, oh, no, they didn't show a trailer because of a school shooting. I think it was second season. They didn't show a trailer because of a, or not a school shooting. Could it, it was just a mass shooting. Yeah, and they were like, "We're not going to show this trailer on, you know, mm-hmm. in respect to the people of of I forget. I, I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but it's like again, I'm happy that he exists, but it, they're going to have to rein it in because of our reality. Yeah. Um, if we lived in a place where we weren't having mass shootings every other week. Then I'll be like, yeah, I I would love to see him jump into these other worlds. Um, if he's gonna be shooting stuff, we're gonna probably be seeing this ABC version, like Shield, where guns were used, but it's like we're not gonna see people's heads blown off or blood splatter everywhere. Um, and people are like, yeah, it's not realistic. But I'm like, why do you need blood? Yes, the guy's getting beat up, but we don't need to see blood splatter. Which everywhere. is why, like, I don't understand. I don't see how he would fit in the overall MCU, like. If he yeah. had his and own like logo. if he had his own like Hulu show where he can go crazy and do whatever he wanted, I and then hop in and then Disney. hop in. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the best place for him. So like if he shows up and does his premiere on Daredevil and then and Daredevil. they announce a Hulu show and then we can see him jump from thing to thing. Oh, I think that's the best. You, bro, you just solved their problem. I wasn't even thinking that. I forgot you. They had those, literally couldn't do that. But um, yeah, they literally can do that. That's so. That's just an easy fix right there. That's an easy fix. But they're not. They they don't. They're gonna. They don't want us to. You know, give them ideas because they hate. They us. don't want us to be happy. Um. <laughs> so that was the last piece of our TV and movie news. Thank you for bearing with us. Lot. That was a lot. So we're gonna try and just blast through the rest of the show. Um, before we wrap it up here. So. We're move, moving into video game news. Uh, just a quick shout out. PS2 dropped 23 years ago. 23 Bro. years ago. So it's slightly older than Return of the King. Just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> then we have... Seven years old. Something else that's just as old. Pokemon, right? But a little, little clearer. Um, Niantic, the developers of Pokemon Go, actually has a new uh game mobile game coming this may and it's it's being described as pokemon go and tamagotchi meets nintendogs so it's a that was my shit it's an ar game where it's you know similar premise to pokemon go you see these animals out in the real world you can catch you can catch them but the difference being this tamagotchi and nintendogs thing where you can play and raise them as these virtual pets, you know, a little more immersive. You can, they can eat, sleep, play with toys, explore the environment, 
they have personalities, all that kind of crap. And, you know, again, playing into that Tamagotchi level. Um, now, my one thing is like, do we need this? The answer is no. Um, is this, is it for someone? Is it for someone? <laughs> That's the question. Yes, it is. Is it going to do well? Absolutely not. Niantic has tried to capture lightning in a bottle multiple times. They did the Harry Potter game, which I don't even know if that's still up. I don't even know if it still has servers. Um, and now they're going into uh, Peridot. I- I'm assuming it's pronounced Peridot. But um, it's P E R I D O T. I know it's, that's a that's a gem. Yeah, I know that. For a fact. So I, I don't really know. I think I think Peridot is correct because in uh, excuse me for bringing this up, but in Steven Universe there's a character called Peridot, so you're not wrong. So that's how I know you're saying it correctly. Okay. So yeah, I mean they're they're cute. The characters look cute. Um, the art style is very pleasing. You know what make it sell though? Get an exclusive Jurachi. Just throw in a Pokemon in there and you, someone will get it. I mean, I don't see why not. There's definitely, you can see some artistic similarities. Like, there's a picture I'm seeing right now um, of one of the Peridots, and he looks very similar to Umbreon. So, like, you can mm. throw an Eevee in here super easily. Like, if the Pokemon company, you know, allows them to license out one or two Pokemans. Or rather, Nintendo. Well, no, right. Nintendo publishes it. Pokemon Company, I guess, is owned by Nintendo, uh, but would you, they have the rights. Yeah, because I never really understood. Game Freak specifically is the Nintendo games, right? Game Freak is the developer. They make Thank the you. games. Pokemon Company is the one that owns Game Freak and all the stuff. And, you know, God. for the past 15 years, I guess, Nintendo has been a majority owner of the Pokemon Company. Got it, so, got it, got it, got it. Not a, and not the Pokemon company has partnered with Niantic to make Pokemon Go. Niantic being a got company it. all on its own. So, I, I can see Pokemon Go lending a Pokemon to to this. I don't know if we'll get easy Eevee or Ditto. Too easy. Character, I mean, I feel uh, like we'll, they'll Eevee. probably do the Eevee. Eevee and the Evolutions makes the most sense because I think it, it'll fit into this world. But um yeah it it's it's playing up the cutesy thing. I don't know how you know, I don't know if it has the legs to stand, but who who knows. Um we'll see. Now on the total complete opposite side of the video game spectrum, does my nostalgia the nostalgia from downtown after fifteen after fifteen long brutal quinceaneras. How many quinceaneras did we go through? I mean, technically, that's one. Yeah, but just go with it. Oh, okay, go, so go. continue what you're saying. <laughs> after the quinceanera of a lifetime, we finally have word. Of a brand new Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi. Not just Budokai. Budokai. Not just Tenkaichi. Budokai. Budokai Tenkaichi. So Dragon Ball Z and Budokai. No one knows what we're talking about, but I'm a happy. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 4 has been announced and teased at this year's Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour. 
Uh, Bandai Namco revealed the game with a very brief glimpse. It was super cool. I enjoyed the little teaser. Um, it was on like an old tube TV, and yeah. we see footage of the old game, and it's a uh, it's Goku trying to go Super Saiyan, and then on his third. <gasps> It just switches over to brand new graphics, high def, and instead of being Super Saiyan, he is... That was such a great transition. Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, and he has the blue hair, and it's all, you know, new graphics. I loved, with a capital L, the Budokai Tenkaichi series. Um, I loved the Budokai series also, but um, Tenkaichi 3... Tenkaichi 3 on I put an ungodly amount of time into that. I got it for the Wii. Uh and I remember I picked it up from Kohl's. It was in one of those like random Oh, you gotta love that Kohl's. game That's game so sale random. things, you know? And I got it from Kohl's and I played the ever loving crap out of that game. <sighs> it was so my, my only memory of Again, I didn't really, I didn't have a game system at the time, but I used to go to my cousin's house and we'd play like Dynasty Wars, all these mm-hmm. other games, Burnout. Um, but that was one of the games I would like put on and play against him and he always won. And if I won, it was just on pure luck. But I never beat him. But the two people, him and my, my friend Robin were always, they played games. So yeah. I didn't have, all I had was my Game Boy Advance. So I'm like, I didn't have the, 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 Milieu fingers to play in the, those those keys. Now I have the ability to <laughs> finesse myself into it because me and my cousin have this thing against each other in Street Fighter where we hold the belts, this mm-hmm. metaphorical belt. So I'm coming for that belt that he had in DB DBZ. So I'm hyped for this. I'm I feel like this is worth the physical buy. Oh, absolutely. Um, I could go digital, but the physical buy would be worth it. But I'm still. I'm very interested to see how the formula will change up now that we've had stuff like Xenoverse and Fighters. So I've never played those really. So, so yeah, you're, you're these, right. these Dragon Ball games have been um, original stories that play out through the video games, and in both Xenoverse and Fighters, it's been kind of like well, Fighters I guess has taken place after. It's kind of in the same timeline as super but almost like an alternate parallel uh timeline yeah and then xenoverse has taken place it was a original story that um actually if i'm not mistaken the big bad in xenoverse was originally a big bad in a japanese exclusive arcade game that they brought back for this for xenoverse the the title game um that was an original story that took place again through the timelines so it was jumping different universes and different parallels, that. all that stuff. Um, so again, an original story, but you kind of retreaded some old stuff. Fighters uh, was similar, but it, it included a brand new character. We had a new Android and it was more of an original story with a through line. And it just so happened that you it got like the Z fighters back together and they had to fight their way through, but it didn't really go through past battles and sagas so the yeah. draw for budokai tenkaichi was that you would it's a it's mainly a fighting game and um you know you could go online and you know you know it was couch co-op well not couch co-op but couch versus and 
you would fight through all the battles in the different sagas of Dragon Ball. So once in a while, you know, they would have like a bonus chapter that was Kid Goku and you would have from the original Dragon Ball and he would fight one or two people. And back then it was just Dragon Ball Z. So you would have the entirety of like the main sagas and you fight all the big bads. And then they would throw in some fun uh, Dragon Ball. What is it? GT. Dragon Ball GT content. So you would fight like Omega Shenron and stuff like that. So it would really go through the the meat of Dragon Ball Z and then you'd get the different uh, filler stuff. But now, since we've had so much more happen, right? Dragon Ball GT is, you know, has been washed away from the realms of reality and Dragon Ball Super has been this thing. Like, will this game go through Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and, you know, include GT and then go through Super? Like, how much content would a game like this have yeah, I've heard that people may consider, or not consider, they, they're like, what if they tell stories that's only in the manga that hasn't? Because I, for, for, I haven't been thing. watching, I've never watched Super really. My only knowledge through Super was through the movies. Yeah. But some, some people have t- like let me know that there's no animation. It stopped for a long time. So there has been no animation. So like, what if yeah. the game does tell you stuff from the manga where i'm like oh that's pretty dope i would enjoy that because i played through it Mm -hmm. and it benefited me to get all that that story yeah and i mean there's there's a lot right now um like you said the animation has stopped for a while there's a lot of manga not that i've been really keeping up with it but there's a lot of content um yeah so cyberman versus golden frieza yes mad random but just like but the one of the things that I'm really interested to see is the mechanics of the game because we've gotten stuff that's incredibly complicated, like fighters, right? And that is a versus fighting game where you play through a story and you, you know you you fight against uh, enemies. Now that fighting system is very robust. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. the same uh, developer that brought like the Guilty Gear series. And those games are incredibly thorough and like there's a lot of combos and there's different techniques you can use. So now will they bring that kind of, I don't know, like, uh, I don't want to say heavier, but this more thought out fighting system to something like Tenkaichi where originally Tenkaichi is just like three buttons and that's it. And you just figure it out. You know, there was little things that you could do, like maybe you could juggle uh, a person in the air, but it was really just like you blast the hell out of the other person and that was it. And you had these three or four buttons to do so. Um, So I I don't know. It was never too complicated or complex. So I wonder what that's going to look like. Like, are they going to have the options for someone who wants to be a little more competitive and serious when it comes to the fighting system? Or will they stick to their roots and be a little more... Um, I guess simpler, but, you know, but and mashy. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm super excited for it. When I, when I saw this, the teaser, I, I lost it. Um, Tenkaichi was one of my favorite fighting games as a kid. Well, as a youngster. Um, so I, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. There, and one of the things that we always talk about, like 
the rebooting and the sequels and the nostalgia, the getting nostalgia for money is the worst thing companies can do, be it mm-hmm. video games or movies. But this was like a good feel good. Yeah. Like I saw this, like not that I wasn't a fan. Again, you're you're more of a fan than I am. But for me, the nostalgia hit. I saw this and I was like, whoa, I'm getting this game. Not because it's like I'm a big fan of it. It's just going to take me back to the good yeah. old days. What's the suckiest thing about this announcement is just it's not we're not going to have. I'm sure that it may exist that we're going to have couch multiplayer, but in in our adult lives, that doesn't exist. Yeah. But um, it would be dope to bring those friends back together, the, the people you used to play with, and just get together and online. You can still talk smack like you used <laughs> to back in the day. Who was your? Did you did you ever play a Dragon Ball Z fighting game? Yeah, my my person was either uh, Team Gohan or um, it was Team Gohan, Gotenks, or Kid Buu. Those were my three, and then like randomly would choose Broly because I was like I was the type <laughs> of person that like I wasn't good, so I'll use Broly because yeah, he was like the huge. biggest one. But then I also sucked. But I also wasn't nice at the game. I so. typically would go. But then I grew to love Vegeta as well. So yeah. I typically would go like back in the day when it was those games, I would go uh Vegito or Go Tanks and then Goku, you know. Um I also had I also really like Krillin in some of them. And fighters I've gone all over the place, but one of my main people is is Go Tanks. It's always been I've always liked Go Tanks. Super Saiyan three Go Tanks. So <sighs> now we're done with that. And we're going to move in we're quickly done. and do a weekly yeah, wrap. Yeah. We'll do our weekly wrap. So, Jay, um, reading, watching, watching, reading, or playing? Yeah, why is that flipped? Anyway, what have you been watching? So, I did watch the Chris Rock special. Haven't seen it I yet. I think it was very... I'll say this. It is funny, but it's not like bust a gut funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very... Um, it's just very social. It's a lot of social commentary. I feel I, it. It struck me like it would be like a, a thinker piece. Yeah, it's it's very social commentary. He does address the Will Smith slap thing. Yeah, that th- I thought that was funny. Uh, the way it ended, I didn't know where where it like. I think it was just he was saying he, his piece because yeah. he didn't say anything for an entire year, and he just finally said it, which he deserves to say. Um, but I won't say anything without spoiling. It's just that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That was great. I'm currently watching um, Shrinking with Gabby oh. on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ford. Because it's like, I, yeah, it's Harrison Ford. I got to watch it. Uh, Jason Segel. Jason uh, Segel. Uh, I always say Jason, yeah. Uh, I liked him. I just, he doesn't do so much. I always like to see what he's in, yeah. but it's just, he's been quiet for so long. But now that he's in this, so it's not a super funny show. It's like a nice little dramedy where um, he's a, a, what do you call it? He's a, therapist but he's he's going through his own problem like his wife died a year before so he's just been ghosting everybody for a whole year Mm -hmm. so he would go into these sessions talking to these people with their own problems and he's just like you know these problems are so trivial and then he just gives them the answers where you're not supposed to do that because the the person uh the the patient is supposed to figure their own problems yeah um so there's like one point he was just like just leave him break up with him he's treating you like you know poop and then you're not supposed to do that. So Harrison Ford's character is like, you're not supposed to do that. Do not run this company into the ground. 
so you f- see what he's like going through mm-hmm. throughout that. That's a good show. I feel like people should check that out. Um, I finished season one of TMNT again, so I'm going. I'm on season two right now. I need to revamp my um, Smallville because mm-hmm. I've been following Talkville and they're just passing me. So I'm like, I gotta catch up. <laughs> I probably gotta just finish season two and just follow them. Um, I'm loud. I'm slowly getting back into my nightly my nightly nights of my tsunami mm-hmm. Samurai Jack. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory, Adventure Time. Those are like my three go-tos. And then Vinland Saga is like the anime thing that I watch. So I just make my own tsunami mix at night when it's like dark and I come from work from work and I'm off the next day. That's like my night. <laughs> that's my Saturday night cartoons. Like that's what I've been doing. That's fun. Keeps me sane. Um, and I think have I watched anything else? I need to finish you know, Adventure I to Time. Fin- I I stopped. I never finished it out. Yeah, I picked up where I left off, mm-hmm. but not really. I I went like a season behind, back just so I can like remember what happened because yeah. where I left off, it was just like they they had fillers and and they weren't giving new episodes weekly. So I just want to go there and then watch the, the HBO Max originals because I don't want to just jump. I into still that. haven't seen those either. Uh, Distant Lands. Yeah, that's why I just I, I've avoided them. Um, and then what else? Uh, I don't think I've been watching anything else. I'm trying to think. Hulu. Oh. I am. I only saw two episodes, but Poker Face. I'm watching. Mm, I've heard good things. Uh, I think I said that last time. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 I want to get through that. And reading. I finally hit the ground running on Akira, so that's like my reading now. Nice. Um, it's really good. Like it's one of those things where. I know the movie and the books are different, but it's like, even though I know how the movie ends, it might not be the same ending as the book. So I'm like, I'm in this place where I'm like, what's going to happen? Because I'm on like, I believe it's issue 12. Mm-hmm. And Akira's there. Like, he's a walking boy. Like, he's, he exists. Because <laughs> in the movie, Akira shows up at the very end. Mm-hmm. In the book, he's just walking around. He hasn't said any words. We know he's the most powerful being on the planet. I'm just in a place where I'm like, he hasn't done anything crazy yet. Yeah. He just left this his cryogenic sleeping chamber, which was freezing a room, killed like mad people because they all froze to death. And I was just like, and he didn't do that. It was just because the room was freezing yeah. and cracked the the whole fridge, as I would call it. But that it's just such a it's such a good thing uh, uh, to read um, after seeing the movie. After I read this, I'm gonna let that marinate and then watch the movie again because it's been a while. I've been putting that off for a while. I need to watch the movie again. Um. What else? And then playing. I finally finished <laughs> Ratchet oh, and Clank. I finished it last week. Um, yeah, because it was one of those games I could have easily finished, but it was just like I had to like find the time and yeah. do it. It was a good ending. It was whatever. I like the humor of it because it makes me realize like that's the type of writing I want to do for like my alien heroes. So mm-hmm. like it's like I took that in slowly. Now I'm just sitting here like I popped in um metro because i just want to like get through some of that it's just a shooter mm-hmm. i'm sure you've played or seen some of it and i'm just that's gonna be my thing until star wars that's my thing it's my jam my jammity jam okay for me i've been just watching like you know my sitcoms in the background brooklyn 99 I, I started again uh making mm-hmm. my way through that I thought you were going to say making my way downtown. Yeah, I mean that too. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Seinfeld, and 
It's been my longest hiatus. The office. But I'm back on the office. I just restarted nice. the journey yesterday. I think it's been it's been like yeah, it's been a it's minute. been like eight I go back eight to ten months. It's been, a while. it's been a long time. And this is the longest yeah. since college. It's the longest mm. amount of time in the past decade that I've spent away from the office. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Uh, I also have, you know, I, I, I touch in on my hero once in a while. I'm catching up. I'm on the last season actually. Um, so I, I just got to bang that out and I'll be done. Uh, watched first episode of Mando. I'll probably watch the second one tomorrow. I'm behind on last of us because me and Erica haven't watched, uh, and caught up. Uh, well, this week's is going to be the last episode, which I was surprised about. Yeah, it went I by quick. That, whoops. Um, when it comes to HBO, you, I thought it was always like 10 episodes for their shows. Yeah. But then I guess for this, uh, the way, um, not to like give things away, you already know how it ends. Seeing next week's trailer, mm-hmm. I saw like the scenes. I was like, oh, so like this is going to be the end. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, I was explaining to Gabby, I was like, from what I saw in the, the trailer, it looks like it's not that they cut away from us because imagine because we played the game. Yeah. So we you remember that big tunnel you have to go under and it's just it's filled with yeah. uh, infected. So it's like we, that was probably one of the hardest things to get to before you get to the hospital mm-hmm. or to the uh, the fireflies. So I don't know if that's going to be in there in the game because it's not really a major thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a turning. Point. I think that's just a gameplay thing for the people playing the game for the show. It doesn't really drive the story. So yeah. I guess they get to where their destination sooner than expected. Mm-hmm. So I guess nine episodes did do it. It, it captured the entire game. Is I, that, I, I is that last it. episode going to be like a two hour thing or is it just one hour? Oh, that I didn't even look into. I was talking to Gabby or someone else about like, possibly it could be one of those, like it's the last episode. Let's tack on another 20, 30 minutes yeah. to it. Um, I haven't seen or read anything on that but that it's usually how they do it when they like game of thrones uh, all the popular shows that's usually how they've done it last episode was a little longer um so yeah that's pretty much it for watching i haven't seen anything too crazy i'm hoping to see creed this weekend um same but i I think that's it uh reading haha (laughs) no (laughs) and i I texted See, like, for those listening, you I texted, texted me today. Them. I wasn't going to read it today. I texted you earlier, too. I texted you earlier this week and today. Nah, I don't believe you. And that was earlier today. It's like I was at work. I was like, I don't, I don't think that happened. The antagonist reading. I, I don't think that <sighs> I happened. I want you to read it before I email the guy. I want to email him so we can get him on the show. I don't think that happened. <laughs> so, anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm only going to read whatever you make. Well, I mean, I kind, that's really what like, I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> for a while now um so keep making stuff and i'll be able to read more and then oh playing God. um i finished the uh you did not finish hogwarts no you're out of your mind what no way i actually haven't played hogwarts in a couple of days um okay. each time i play it i put in work and then like i'll I'll stop for a little while um is it are you grinding now or are you just no doing i'm just story? i'm playing through the game there's just so much but i'm one of those where like i like to play the side quests alongside the main story so there's a i'm mm. constantly doing a lot um mm. 
So I haven't played Hogwarts in probably like almost a week, but uh, I've been playing uh, Metroid Prime Remaster. I oh, yes. no, what I was gonna say is that I finished the campaign for Power Washer Simulator. It was. I, Did you fight? Uh, were you in like Final Destination? Did you have to fight a boss? Was, like, tell me it, more. It, so it wasn't <laughs> a boss. It's definitely the biggest thing you have to clean. Um, but it was so wild. Uh, Earth. It was like. <laughs> You know, you're cleaning all these things and it goes from like, like the first thing you clean is like your van, right? You find the van and you clean it. And then that becomes the van that you use to get to the different places. You know, you clean stuff like a, you know, a house, car, motorcycle. You clean the shoe from the, you know, fairy tale, the old lady in the shoe. You clean Hansel and Gretel's cabin, a skate park, a fire truck, like a cathedral. Like you just clean random stuff. It's just jumping through space and time right so now, which it, is dope. It all happens in this one town. And the story, the like the little lore that happens is actually through text messages that you get from your clients. So like while you're on the job, they'll be like, Oh, you know, Timmy says hi. And there's one client that you have that's like a a researcher, and the island that you're on or the town that you keep going to has this active volcano. And one house was actually covered in like volcanic soot. And you had to, to clean it off. And then another one was an RV for like scientists. Later on, you have to clean the RV again. And like when you go to clean it, the cloaking device comes off and it's actually like a spaceship. And the wow. guys text you and they're like, hey, don't worry. It's not an alien event, uh, invasion or anything. We're just traveling, time traveling scientists from the year 24 or whatever. And we came to study what happens with the volcano because something's supposed to happen. So you clean this like UFO looking thing. They fly off. And then now you start to go to jobs where like it's a little different. So you go to this one job and it's this massive like statue, like something out of like uh, ancient like Egypt. And you have to clean the statue. Mm -hmm. But then when you're done, you like while you're cleaning it, you realize it's like a it's like a mer person. It's like a it's like a merman. So he has these like yeah. fins coming out up through his back. And then when you finally finish cleaning him, the jewel on his like amulet, this amulet starts glowing. It points you in one direction. Then it when you follow it, you know, the next job site you go to is like an arm of the statue. And as you clean the arm, you've realized that there's six fingers, there's gill there's uh fins on it, and then when you're done cleaning it, the finger points to the next job you get to the next job it like like it cranks up like from washing a freaking motorcycle to like the last thing you discover is the lost city of atlantis and you clean the mm. temple of atlantis and that's like you see you clean like their pyramid and at the end like this huge jewel comes up out and then like it it's it's done it like it wraps up real quick and you're like whoa <laughs> so it's it's a cute, fun game. You know, it, it definitely will take some time. It was very satisfying. I started to do some of the extra jobs that they have, but it's like, it's just like, if you want to, there's no, like, there's no, uh, accomplishments for getting them. So you don't get any money. You don't get like, it doesn't say completed at the end. It's just like a little job that you can do. One of them is like, is cleaning mm -hmm. the Mars Rover. Like you go to Mars and you clean oh, yeah. it. Um, and there's like wow. little alien footprints and stuff. Uh, there, you know, then there was there was a couple other ones. I'm gonna go back at some point and do the DLC 
They just dropped another DLC this past week, and it's the Midgar pack from Final Fantasy VII oh, wow. Remake. So it's uh, it's all the stuff from Final Fantasy VII. You can clean the Buster Sword. You can clean Cloud's uh, motorcycle. And there's like, it looked like from the trailer, you know the, you know the scene where you go into the, like the the car show floor. Mm-hmm. Like you can clean all the cars and stuff there, um, and then you could clean like different um different buildings and stuff. So and it's it's all centered around uh, Final Fantasy VII. Then they have the original DLC that dropped with the launch of the game, which is uh, Lara Croft's mansion. So nice. I have I have to go back and and do those two. But I did that uh, Metro Prime remake, Animal Crossing, always a nice little end of the night game. And oh my god, re-downloaded Steam and uh, one of my one of my um like oh man you, so many YouTubers uh, they were playing this indie game called Stacklands um, and I was watching them it's yeah. it's Secret Sleepover Society if you guys want to check it out it's the same team behind Drawfy I've shouted them out a couple of times but they were doing like a uh, indie game review and they played three of them. And one of them caught my eye. So it was a, it's a, it's a little card game. It's called Stacklands. And you, it, I don't even know how to really describe it. Cause it's like, you get a villager and you have to kind of, it's almost like a sim game where you have to like get a bunch of villagers, create a city and like, you know, get resources, feed them. And then you can discover different technologies, different weapons, and all that kind of stuff. But it's all in these cards. It's all these little cards, and you can, you know, it's all about, like, inventory management. And I've never really liked these kinds of games, but it's very, very simplistic. It's super easy Mm. to get. Um, You can do runs. So, like, you know, you you start the game, and you, you go for as long as you can live before all your villagers die. But it's so simple, and the little cards they have, you know, it's a drawn art style. It's very endearing, mm-hmm. very cute. And it's so freaking addicting. I don't know what it is. It's mm-hmm. so simple, but it's... It, it has its claws in me. And uh, yeah. I can't stop playing it. It's really, really fun. And it's a card game, but it's also like this life simulator thing uh, where you have to yeah. where you take control of, you know, and the more things you find, you know, you can make different classes of like, you can make a a mage, a wizard, a, a warrior, a builder. And it that comes from like finding out different recipes and ideas. Like as you play the game, as you progress, you have to sell things in order to get money and use that money to buy more resources or ideas or recipes. And it just keeps going. And it, keeps going, yeah. it, it, it got to a point where, I'm in a really big run right now. Um, this is the longest I've I've been able to stay alive. And, you know, there's mm. you can play peacefully so you don't have to attack or kill anything. You could just live life in this in this area. But you can lose if you run out of food. And then there's the other version where you can get attacked by, you know, different monsters and stuff like that. But they have it's it's so robust because there's a a main campaign with like quests and stuff that you have to do like and and missions you have to accomplish but then it opens up where i mistakenly put two resources together and made a boat 
like mm. by accident. Like I didn't have that recipe. It just made it. So I put someone in the boat and it opened up a whole other land. And I got to go oh, to a whole new map and there's a whole a new, new ecosystem and resources and world and all that. So that was a lot of fun. And it opens up the second half of the game because when you get enough resources and money and all that stuff, you're supposed to travel back and forth because mm-hmm. one is like an island where you can get like specific resources and the other one's the mainland where you continue to explore and stuff like that. But it's it's incredibly detailed for something so simplistic. It's like $4 in Steam. Mm. And it's a game where if you're into these types of games, you can just play for hours and hours without even blinking. Um. So yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's and it's only on Steam, right? Yeah, it's only on Steam for now. Uh, I I think it would be at home on the Switch. I would love to see it hit the Switch. Yeah, but yeah, for now it's it's on you know Steam, Mac, and PC. Uh, yeah. So that's it for me. I think that was that was everything. Yep. Yeah. So. With that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. I know it's a little long in the tooth, but uh, yeah, any... yeah. Before we end this, yes. uh, just to go back to the Ninja Turtles thing, it was called Triceratons, but now we can. Isn't end that it. what I said or no? You said Triceratops, those those things, no, and I said Triceratops. Tricer- you probably did say it. I can't remember. I now. just wasn't sure, but I did look it up, and if you did say it, you're right. Triceratons. Huh. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Thank you for for clarifying. Was just- so. Yes. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, follow us on all the different channels. You can go ahead and uh, find us at Twitter at The Average Jays or on Instagram at The Average Jays Podcast. And 100%. please like and share. Spread the good news of The Average Jays. And as always, I am Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jarmer Francois. And for you women out there, you rule the world. Share if you'd like. <laughs> you run thing yes and we will catch you on the next one don't forget watch us here live every tuesday i know it's wednesday because we missed one day but every tuesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time on twitch.tv slash the average jays and right after we do a little quick show after hours called change after dark yeah bye